0: America's pastime, the baseball, the baseball. Yeah. I got some, I got some interesting questions for you, uh, including new rules for 2023. And then I want to talk to you about little league because my youngest is getting into baseball. Okay. So we'll get into the rules in a little bit. We have a little bit of changes coming our way. We've got the uh, MLB app coming up here to see if that's an option for us. And again, if you know the password, if you don't, Don't worry about it. Not important. What is important is what is your brown tonight? Oh,
1: my brown! I cheated. Um, I went with the Blanton's. Well
0: done, sir. We had Blanton's last night, so I don't consider it cheating. Mm. But I am enjoying. It is his favorite. I am enjoying your magical Eagle Rare. So this is a Bourbon Supreme night. Yes, yes.
1: Mm. It's a special time. We're together. Mm. We're here in person. Mm fill the bobs out there we actually met up with the families for the week and so with doing so we brought good brown good company very good brown good food and um a plethora of white fluffy stuff falling from the sky
0: so you can you can fill in the deets here so let me let me tee up the bobs here we are in north lake tahoe not to be confused with south lake tahoe two different things we're in a lovely little hamlet known as Truckee on i-80 which is on the way to reno which is where i and the fam flew in but you drove up from the creek Mm
1: -hmm. okay the great contra costa yes we came in um been here close to nine days but um it's a wonderful day to get away um given all the chaos that is around us so Mm. it's been a, a wonderful trip uh the Sierras are full of snow, which is all very beneficial for the future, for the coming year. And uh, it's been a
0: really good time. And we went to the North Star Village and Resort, which I liked. I liked a lot. Yes. Um, you got a lot of experience in North Star, right? Yeah. If anyone
1: has any families,
0: it is the uh,
1: family-friendly mountain for anyone out there. That's good times. Yeah. So
0: um, so we're going to talk about baseball. Yeah. I mean, pretty much the history lead, about let me. Let give you the lead in. So, I signed up Emperor Maximus and uh, my seven year old for board school, Mm. which was six hours. It was expensive, but it was good. They liked it. So, it was money well spent. It was six hours yesterday. And they were like two of maybe six kids and they learned all the basics of snowboarding. They had all the gear. They went up and down the ramp and they both loved it exquisitely. And then we took them out today with just me and, and their mother and Maximus killed it. Like he is, he's good. He's, he's a, he's a natural, what they called him. He's got the balance. He's got the poise. He understands what's going on. Now he does his share, fair share of falling because his father does, but in terms of speed, balance, awareness, killer, it's important killer awareness. The only thing he couldn't figure out was getting off the chairlift. Uh, that comes with time. Just, actually, that, that's a he, practice he thing. He pancaked flat on his face and the chair rolled right over him and scared the shit out of him. So we're <laughs> going to work on the chair. The chair just takes time.
1: It's it's probably, um, of all the things out there, um, it's the one that is, it's in the moment. The rest of the stuff is not in the moment. You can control, you can't control the chair because it's, oh, we're coming to the top. Oh, we're on the drop off. Oh boy. What's the, what's the steepness? In? What's this? what's the snow condition? That like? How force, am I going to grab, yeah. a, grab a, uh, an edge? comes with time that's Mm -hmm. all it is but he has the foundation the two thumbs up from the instructor the confidence to get down the hill which is you're pretty much golden from here on out you got him on a board next
0: is get him on skis so that was maximus now the seven-year-old did really well at school under very tight Mm -hmm. conditions very controlled environment We get him out there in the hill and he is frustrated beyond belief. Why can't I do it? He's kicking himself and he's angry. He's screaming at the snow and he's kind of, so for the Bobs out there that may or may not be aware of how snow conditions work is when there's a little bit of snow, it typically doesn't give you a very good riding experience. When there's a lot of snow, there's two different conditions. And I want you to back me up on this one. There's groomed, which is Mm -hmm. where they take the tractor up there and they pack it. And that gives you a place to go. And it's very clean. It's level. It's even surface. And then other than groomed is fresh. You could say powder. You could probably give it a couple other names. Mogul. Yeah. Um, And then the the powder aspect of it is beautiful because it's soft. It's cushy. It feels like surfing for those of you that surf. And the challenge with powder is you got to go into it hot. Otherwise you get stuck like my dumbass did yesterday when we were going out there. Stay away from the tree holes. So he's dealing with a fairly flat surface on the big easy run at North Star, which is basic beginner. And he's got powder because they didn't groom the trail. So he gets out there on a flat surface in one, maybe two inches of powder. And of course he gets stuck and he slows down and he stops Mm. and then he falls and then he screams and then he gets angry. All of that said, the day didn't turn out so well for the younger one. Older child loved it. Gangbusters. But the younger child was angry because the speed was inconsistent. He couldn't stop. He couldn't turn. He was really good at school. But then out in the open, he failed miserably. Although, while we're talking about it, he got off the chair like a champ. So you take the good with the bad for those of you parents out there. Where this ties into baseball is I think he has wonderful aptitude in hitting throwing but he's not so good at fielding and he can't run he's got my body style Hmm. if he had his mother's body style he'd be stealing second base all day long so what i want to try and figure out is how to get him to be a slugger and maybe he can be a catcher maybe second base but think about the positions that don't require sprinting he's got a cannon so he could do center field but you got to run in center field you know what i mean So I'm trying to figure that out. But the same thing happens in baseball as happened on the mountain today. He gets really, really frustrated because he can't figure it out. You know, he can't walk on the field and be Mike Trout. And that's something that I deal with as a parent. So that's the tie-in. That's the tie-in to Tahoe, to, to baseball. But we're going to talk about baseball today. His team is based on the minor leagues. So they are the Hartford Yard Goats. And we play against the Trash Pandas. Mm. Let me see if I can give you some of these other because they're very colorful I names. I love and I'm the sure Trash Pandas. am sure they're based pandas. on serious, uh, legit minor league franchises.
1: <clears throat> you know, well, yeah, Trash uh, all of them are. That's that's how usually look. You're either playing MLB top shelf, or then you actually get into the interesting world of minor league baseball,
0: which is super fun. There's so many great teams. So we're playing the Mudcats and we're playing the Iron Pigs and we're playing the Mighty Muscles and we're playing the Hot Rods. That's awesome. And all like of I got to say it's awesome. All of these are minor league teams that this Little League branch uses. And so it's the Yard Goats versus all those teams that I just mentioned. And they're all legit minor league teams. Yeah. So no. we went to MLB.com and we found legit Yard Goats gear. And yep. so the wife and I each got a shirt. That's awesome. Um, you can get one that says Old Goat, which is kind of funny. And there's a lot of variations on Yard Goats. You could go with the Spanish version. You can be Los Chibos. Damn, I love uh, Wife that. got one, which was a goat in a cape which was actually a Marvel drawing because you can see the Marvel logo at the bottom of the shirt. So that was fun. It's budget man, but it's a lot of
1: fun. I mean, that's what it's for. It's, it's a small town that comes together and watches the XYZ play yo-yo yeah. Yo game. It's just, it's super fun and you like a player and then hopefully they make it big and that's kind of like your hoop bra and then you got new dudes that show up. It's great. It's yeah, it's what, it's what the game is when you dissect it from the bottom up instead of just only observing the top shelf, which is, I think in the popular communities, all you
0: get. Yeah. So, uh, having family in the area, the, the Hartford yard Goats are the pride of the city because there is no sports teams there. Not since the Whalers left, which was the NHL team. Hartford, Mm -hmm. Connecticut is kind of like the redheaded stepchild of professional sports. Uh, but they said people come out for the yard goats. So I don't know who, who they're a franchise of, but I know they're a minor league team. So that's the best I can give you. Anyway, it's a lot of fun. The, the difference between this and some of the rec leagues that we played, like we play a rec league at the mega church, And that's every kid gets to bat once, no outs, no score. And it's really inclusive. You know, you get the birthmarks out there that are awful. They have no business being on a field, but the idea is it's it's social. It's social.
1: That's the point. It's a promotion. It's community. It's, it's something to do it. Get out of the house. It's get the kids get dirty. Let them, let them go compete. I mean, that's the look at the end of the day, when you're talking about little kids, it's about experiences that they get and socializing while they do it. (laughs) And if you can accomplish those two things, the winning and losing thing is the bonus is the cherry it's the top it's the cream it's like oh my son is so good but you know what it doesn't matter because all you're really trying to do as a parent is expose them to something yeah period like it's all you really want and that's the beauty of allowing them to step out of their comfort zone as well as yours. Oh no, Johnny's going to go and skin his knee and he's going to get an infection and he's going to get sick. Yes. Johnny is going to skin his knee. Johnny is going to bleed. Johnny's going to get a scar. So what? Guess what? That's how life goes.
0: That is a good point. Cause some of those kids have gotten hit by baseballs and mm-hmm. they do actually have, they have some physicality involved. Contrast that to USA Little League sponsored region that we're in is it's three outs. Oh good. So it's competitive. Yeah. It's we three up, no, three
1: down. None of this uh every child gets a trophy, well, which is they, good. They might There's all a place. get a trophy, but
0: there is the idea of you're out, kiddo, go back to the dugout. Sorry, you can no longer participate. You're uh, out. And the other part that I really like is oh, okay. even though it's coach pitch, these are like six, seven, eight year olds, mm-hmm. catchers got full gear. Full face mask, full body armor. Well, protection. Let's be safety. But the irony is if it's coach pitch, the other coach is behind the plate. And so one coach is pitching to the other coach and the kid just, you know, they get eight pitches or something. Unlimited foul balls. But they get eight pitches and then eventually the coach it's is always like, unlimited foul All right, balls. Kiddo, we can't throw you anymore. It's technically a strikeout. But again, it's go back to the dugout. Well. Well. You know, in the, in the rec league at the church, it was pitch five or pitch eight. And then, sorry, buddy, just walked to first. Oh, God. But was the idea the idea was just get them on base, get them to participate, get them to learn the <laughs> fundamentals of the game.
1: But she's fine. Look, you have to have foundation to games. I didn't grow up that way.
0: It's different. But we live in a different time. Which is funny because my parents were talking about that in the 80s when we were growing up in Little League. And I'm thinking seven, eight years old. The parents were heckling. They were yelling hey bad about They were getting after the ump, they were getting after the kids. It's a different world, world, man. Yeah, I'm trying to think about that now. I'm like, they're seven. What the fuck? But that's that's the reality. It's- I guess it's the point of
1: putting pressure on kids at an earlier age, and maybe that was found to be frowned upon. I don't know. It's look, the world of parenting is an enigma. There is no sometimes right or wrong. It's a riddle. And sometimes the riddle can mean something different to somebody else. So it's contextually could be something different. And that can be the way that you want to introduce, the way you want to build, the way you want to bond, the way you want to grow this young human being. It's that simple. Sports is the best way to do it. It's a context. It's, it's contextual about who you want, how you want to do it. And that becomes the fun part. It, it is the fun part. Because you see them light up when they make contact. You see them when they do good. And also, you see them when they fail, which is important in life. I agree. You have to see them fail. Because if you're always winners, that doesn't really translate to life. So um I'm That's really exciting. Uh I look forward to when my sons are old enough to play. But for now, we're just letting them whack around the house and hit whatever he can. And hopefully he makes contact and doesn't break something along the way in the home.
0: Yeah. So I've got them. Uh, we got them all the gear and I've got a couple of different baseball Items that we do for the backyard. Mm-hmm. I got him a tee, obviously. He's got a lot of stuff. There's this uh, zip thing that I got, which is, uh, think about two long pieces of high strength nylon string, and you put a hook on one end, and then you put two single handles on the other, and there's a ball in the middle. And the idea is, if you can visualize this, you take the two handles and you whip them out. Like you stretch your arms out as fast as you can. And that sends the ball mm-hmm. down the string. And the idea is you put the kid at the other end of the string and when the ball comes, they whack it.
1: No, oh, it's good. So it's, it, it's, it's concentrated position of ball so that, well it, it creates a zone for contact, right? Is, is really what you're trying to do. Not the, let me judge where the ball is going to be at a specific moment. To find contact. So it creates contact just like a T would, but takes it one step further that now it has timing T. Right.
0: And the idea is that the kids can swing over the string or under the string and they're really only hitting half the ball, but the whole purpose is can they make contact? And the fun part about that is when when I pull those handles apart as fast as I can, the friction on the two strings sends the ball down and... You know, I, I put the handles back and then as that ball travels on its own, he'll whack it and he'll send the ball right back to me Mm -hmm. and then I can whip it again. And we'll just, we'll whip it for 20, 25 minutes. And I know it's great coordination for him, but I'm trying to get him also into the stance. Where's the elbow? How do you move your hips? And again, he's seven.
1: No, it's just, it's trying to build foundations at an early age for success. That's all it really is. Um, are they good? Are they bad? Time will tell. Yeah. It's, there is no rhyme or reason to this stuff sometimes. Um, especially today. Everyone has the latest and greatest hit, back ball, bat, swing, swam, whatever you want to call it. Doesn't matter. The idea is your goal as a parent right now, introduce sport with Social and hope they succeed in that construct.
0: So we're on our way. I introduced them to baseball. I introduced them to basketball, to soccer, to karate. I've just introduced them to snowboarding, which they both love. And expensive time zone in your future. Sad, it is expensive. But I do love the idea of introducing them to sports so they can say, I like it, I don't like it. And then they know why. There's a certain rule of thought where you wait until the kids expresses an interest in something and then you dive in. I don't agree. I agree. I with- disagree.
1: I think you expose them to everything you can and then yep. you just don't, you don't live with a diehard. No, you are going to do this. No. They either tell you, kids will tell you what they want to do. They'll tell you when they have to go to the bathroom. They'll tell you if they want to be in the sport or not. It's that simple. But give them a shot to try it. Just give it a shot. You like it. You don't. At least you gave it a shot. Well, and guess what? The door's always open in the future. Mm-hmm.
0: You build the fundamentals, man. You're good to go. So reason I wanted to talk about this tonight is because I've been getting into baseball. So I have Apple TV, mm. which did the free Friday night deal. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah I that was larger, his, new
1: introduction. Yeah. Really, kind of interesting the way streaming platforms are coming around. Yes. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. that's a whole separate talk. That's show, a whole but different thing. If we about have time, we should, should get into that. Expo- Yeah, but I exposure. wanted to catch the Friday night game on Apple TV, and then I tried to catch local games on broadcast television. But you really got to get into it. So that's why we're talking about the MLB app, which is what we're looking at. And you were telling me it's 170 bucks a year. Right? give
1: or take it's free money at this point considering how many games you get how many games you watch if you are living out of market it's a no-brainer because I don't want to watch my local team play so you pony up I'll take your increases. And which is really interesting right now. We have, That's a totally different topic about making money at baseball, which is pretty much probably what you're going to get into. But yeah, it's an interesting time.
0: So I'm trying to get back into the game. We've done mm. spring training. The Savannah bananas came through town mm. and I tried to get tickets and I couldn't because they're <sighs> way too popular, but I did take the family down to a Arizona diamondbacks game at chase field. And I told Good you that that field. stadium is amazing. Yeah. But I'm trying to get him into that idea. So again, experiencing taking things in. Um, but I want to transition now for our conversation. Cause I want to get your take on this. Cause you are a baseball guy. Legit. I am a re-entrant as I would say, I'm, I'm rediscovering the game by virtue of my child playing little league. But, uh, You've been a diehard forever. So full credit where credit is due. I'm looking at an article here on MLB.com. And uh, we'll post a link in the show notes for this episode. But it's dated February 6th, so it's fairly new. And it says all of your questions about the new baseball rules answered. So for those of you Bobs out there that are not baseball fans, much like many other sports out there, attendance is in decline. Would you say that's fair?
1: Yeah, it's fair.
0: The game is losing its viewership. So there's three big rules that we're going to talk about tonight. And I want to get Mr. Jones's take on it because I have my opinions as a casual viewer, but I'm very interested in his opinions as a diehard. One is the pitch timer and Mm. think of the pitch timer as the shot clock in basketball. It's you got the ball, you're ready to do something, what you do needs to be finished within a certain allotted amount of time. So I think uh, college teams get 32 pro teams get 24 seconds. That's the shot clock. Once you cross the half court mark in professional basketball, you got 24 seconds to shoot. And then after you shoot, the clock starts over. But the idea is you don't just dribble around and, you know, do nothing. Anybody who's a fan of UFC in the early days, there was a match with Dan Severn and Ken Shamrock where they just circled each other for 18 minutes. And I understand their strategy there. They're sizing each other up. They're watching for movements and twitches and they're trying to read each other. But for 18 minutes, you could fast forward it. Even on VHS at the time, it was so goddamn frustrating to fast forward and you get 18 minutes of two dudes circling each other. It's like, come on. So the pitch timer is rule one. Rule two is the defensive shift. And I'm not going to try and get into this because I'm going to butcher it to give this to Mr. J. Mm. And then the third rule is bigger bases. Now, this one I don't understand at all. So you and I may have some agreement on here. But the first two we're going to discuss. Uh, The article begins, the 2023 Major League Baseball season brings a wave of rules changes collectively aimed at improving the game's pace of play and increasing action on the field. So the pace of play is a big deal about the game of baseball because on television, you get all the angles, you get the closeups, you get the good stuff. When you're in the stands, as much as I love the game, there's not a lot going on until the ball is moving. There's the players switching sides when the innings are up or down, there is the warm-ups, and then it's basically the pitcher. And when he decides to do something, And I think the complaint about the pitch clock comes from how long the pitcher takes. And along with that, how long the batter takes. Yeah. So the article continues the arrival of the pitch timer, restrictions on defensive shifts, and bigger bases makes for one of the more ambitious adaptations to the rule book in the modern era. So we're going to talk about a handy guide. Number one here we go the pitch timer. Length of games will still be determined by innings, not minutes, which is very different from every other sport football, soccer, hockey, basketball, all clock. Anything all else clock. determined by a non time based metric? Mm-hmm. Across is time. I can't think of anything else. Golf. Golf is not based on time. Golf. Yeah, you can
1: take as long as you want to make a goddamn putt.
0: The length of games will still be determined by innings, not minutes, but to create a crisper pace, there will be a 30-second timer between batters and then a shorter time limit between pitches. Pitchers will be required to begin their motion 15 seconds after receiving the ball with the bases empty or 20 seconds after receiving the ball with runners on base. If they don't, they will be charged with an automatic ball. Pitchers will also be limited to two disengagements. That's a pickoff attempt. Per plate appearance with a runner on first. Disengagements reset the clock. Batters, meanwhile, must be in the hitter's box and alert to the pitcher by the eight second mark of the clock or else be charged with an automatic strike. And my understanding is the pitchers are not the ones fucking things up. Mm -mm. The batters are time. What do you think about the pitch timer? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> like flat out. I
1: fucking hate it. Go on. I hate it. I, I hate it for a lot of things. The strategy starting at the top. I mean, I think in the game of baseball, it's a game of chess. It's a game of let me out. Guess you let me figure out what I think you're thinking and in doing so I will out. you. But now all of a sudden I got to put all that thinking in a time clock, 20 seconds. And I just don't agree with it. I just, <sighs> the bases are loading and you get 15 seconds per pitches and 20 seconds. If the actually batters out there, I'm like, I feel rushed. I don't want that as a fan. I want the best product possible because in the sport itself, it's one where if you give yourself, if you give your opponent an inch, we know that is true in the world of baseball. Let's just look at PEDs. Let's look at the Astros. You give them an inch and don't give them a rule. PED is performance enhancing drugs. They take a mile. So, If you all of a sudden take this one idea and you shrink it down to 20 or 15 seconds. My personal opinion is people will take advantage of it and it will ruin the game. It's not beneficial to the game. Now, what do you get from it? Less pitches down to first because you're only given one, two. So now all of a sudden the runner now gets a bigger lead because he knows you can't throw back over to him. Like, I don't get that. I don't get. That's dumb. I I don't get the restrictions. Oh, no, you took too long in the batter box to, you know, get a pitch to you and you just lost the game. You can go, Danny, I just don't, I don't agree with it. My personal opinion, I don't agree with it, but that's okay. I like the idea of the stepping forward. So what did we get from the pitch clock? Like, what did you get from it?
0: So I'll give you I'll give you a devil's advocate point counterpoint. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Nomar
1: Garcia Parra? Yeah, shortstop for the Boston and then the LA Dodgers. Yeah, Nomar
0: Nomar was, was was big for the Red Sox. Everybody everybody in Boston loved Nomar. Nomar yeah. had this little superstitious thing where every single oh, time yeah, every he time had to he redo ch- the ch- Velcro in his ch- ch- gloves ch- ch- every single time. That's fine. And it was as like, long as it's systematic. I get it. I understand that baseball players are superstitious. Any baseball movie you watch, there's going to be some level of superstition, right? Like a guy has to wear his socks inside out because he thinks flies are lucky. I get it. I get it. I'm not mad at him for that. What I think slows the game down is every single time he does his little thing. And then there's always the, let me step out of the box. There's a lot of shenanigans around. Let's get involved and play this game. And I think the batters are mostly at fault here, to be fair. There are some certain scenarios where the pitcher takes fucking forever. Or batters. What's the, Kyle so? Seeger against Weaver that one time where
1: he's like, no, hold up, I'm ready. Weaver yeah, see, pulls that's, back that's and he things. throws I an think, 80 I think, mile I think, an
0: hour on his ass. I think batters mostly are, are the bullshit behind the pitch clock. They there really are, are. There are certain scenarios where the pitcher takes forever forever um on and the then, rarity as much and now all of a sudden you penalize the pitcher for a 20 second clock yeah and i don't i don't like the idea of 12 pickoff attempts but i do i do see your point that after they do their two that's it that dude's leading off because he knows he can't be picked up why
1: are we damaging the game the strategy remember my first point was the strategy i get it but like here's the point that i was trying to get at though what are you
0: gaining from this? So here's 30 minutes. Well, here, here's where the casual argument comes in against the diehard fan. Really, really good baseball is boring as fuck. And because it's excellent pitching. Depends on who you ask. And I think what casual fans want to see is they want to see slugging. They want to see line drives. They want to see they want to see players on base because that's where the action is. They want to see home runs. They want to see the ball moving. If it's just a pitcher taking somebody down. Now, granted, I saw I saw something very, very interesting on Instagram where Greg Maddox threw a 27 pitch game. 20 this
1: impossible, but okay.
0: No. 70, 71, 72? The thing is a 72 pitch game, yeah. It's a 72 pitch game, which is unheard of, apparently. Yeah. And of course, Maddox is. Unheard of. One of the best in the game. And you watch him play, and he's just phenomenal. Long retired. He's a coach now. Uh, but really, really good pitching, nothing happens. The dude gets up. He swings. He loses. The pitcher goes, yep. Now, you get into a scenario where really, really good pitching could require an opportunity for a no-no. no no now, a no-no is exciting because then it's nail-biting, it's suspenseful. From seven
1: on, There's yeah. There's drama. But you got to build to get, you got to get through six innings right? And start in the seventh so to go and no one talk about what we're about sixth to see.
0: inning until the stretch
1: and then Which all of a sudden. Which I have done before. Yeah. I did it last year. Detmeyer, Angels. It was amazing. Literally, do not speak of what is <laughs> happening right now.
0: But you got to get six innings before the viewer
1: viewer watching it through the telly. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to know what's going on while you're trying to feed kids and get diapers done and dishes and all the other things. In the park,
0: you've got uh, concessions, you've got bathroom breaks, you've got the idiots around you who won't shut up, or cell phones, or people standing up. So there's things about the park. That's a completely separate experience versus the people at home on the television watching it. And so what I would say is there's elements of strategy that are really exciting. And I have to tell you that I've become more interested in soccer based on your fandom, because now I know what to look huge. for. Huge. huge. Now I know what to look for. Yeah. But for somebody watching baseball that doesn't know what to look for. That's that, hard. That Cause it's nine innings. Strategy and that psych out between the pitcher and the batter You gotta give some credit there. That's fucking boring. It's not
1: boring. The problem is, is the question is like, how much are you into the game? Like that's the issue, and that's okay. We're distracted by a million things right now: phones, cell phones, iPads, kids, dinner, dishes, phone. Like it's just it's so difficult where we are so in like inversely connected. and we're so into it. Oh my god, I just got a work email. We're so easily distracted. So it is very hard for us to stay stimulated to watching something happen in the hope that something actually does. So here's the here's the counterpoint. NFL base or NFL football. So the counterpart to those is like why is it NFL is so 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 Addictive for people to watch like what is it and it's hard to say because you can't tell me it's the action do you know how much actual ball movement happens in a football game
0: 12 very minutes very little especially the run game
1: 12 to 15 minutes folks 12 to 15 minutes you actually watch something happen The rest of the time you're watching development of something happens or commercials. I mean, let's be honest. It is why it is so wildly successful is because they plug as much advertisement they can to you. That's okay, but that's why it's wildly successful. Baseball struggles to fill the void of action. Because it is so small when it happens. And I guess that's the point of it. And I guess this is why I love Fort. And this is what leads me into my point of. I love it because it's the what could happen. It's the what could happen when Otani is pitching. It's the what could happen with, you know, a batter up there with an opportunity to change the outcome of the situation. And I don't think you get that with. NFL. Um, you don't get the build. It's the build. When you talk about that with soccer, the build with hockey, you don't get that
0: golf. Golf seems more. I'm going to leave that for Leon. Well, golf is more paced and more measured. It's like, you know, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And then in the midst of this routine, linear progression, there are opportunities for surprises
1: and those are the surprises where it draws the fan in more of I mean I look, was watching I caught that so here's it, an example the players just happened last weekend a gentleman scored the lowest score ever ever at 20 points GPC TPC Sawgrass. TPC TPC Sagrar sorry at a 62 Before that, it was 63. That's bitching. Okay. Um, I'll be honest. No. He really didn't finish very well overall, comparative to the winners. But that was cool. That was a moment. It was a moment. Pretty much, I think, that is the moment of that tournament. But is it that important? It's not... It's just kind of a, oh, that's cool, Constellation prize That's great.
0: Moving on. As the evidence of preseason shows, the pitch timer is more detrimental to the batters than it is to the pitchers because the batters who are not ready to go with eight seconds left on the clock end up getting a strike. Yeah. And there are plenty of examples of where that strike is number three and often that number three ends the game.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to go no, and we're going to move on to number two. I, I just, I, I'm hoping they come to their senses after spring training and they go it's too soon for something like this and i don't think it's really worth the 30 to 20 minutes shortening of the game personally i don't think it's worth it i think it i think it damages the game more than it benefits there are other things that can benefit which we'll move on to number two please number two shift restrictions great so this is a topic where you talk about wait a minute So we found a way to gain the system in the game where we can put an overload pull and pull hitters pretty much pretty simple where there are hitters out there that just cannot be patient. Like the Tony Gwynn, the greatest hitter of all time in my book of ability to never strike out and always put the ball in play. So you had with most hitters, they have to go look, I have to field my strong suit of what I can do. And that's pulling the ball and swinging early. I'm going to look dead red. I'm going to swing. Period. Not going to look off speed. I'm going to look dead red. I'm going to put it in play. So as the defensive thing is fine, you're only looking for one pitch, one way to swing. We're going to overload the side for you and we're going to add an extra fielder. Great. We're going to get you out. I hate it. (laughs) I hate it. Beat me fair. Don't beat me
0: by overloading the side. The shift restrictions are the defensive team must have a minimum of four players on the infield with at least two infielders completely on either side of second base. These restrictions are intended to increase the batting average on balls in play and allow infielders to better showcase their athleticism with great defensive players. So a a use case could be a right-handed batter gets up, a right-handed batter is more likely than not to hit it to left field versus right field. Mm. No, the other way around. So a left... They're going to pull. A right-handed batter is going to swing later on the pitch. Earlier on the pitch. You're going to pull the ball. Right. So then a righty righty is going to hit to left field, third Mm -hmm. base shortstop. Yeah. Okay. So if you assume that there is a split... Second base is in the center of the diamond, and in between second base and third is shortstop, third base, and left field. And you you assume, based on statistics, that a right-handed batter will hit into the left side of the field from the catcher's perspective.
1: Assumably, yes. So, or are they are late and they always hit the other way, but this so depends that, on the The person. basic
0: assumption, statistically, is if you're a right-handed batter, you're going left. If you're a left-handed batter, you're going right from the catcher's point of view. The defensive shift is if you got a right-handed batter and they're going to go left, all the players pour into the left side of the field. Well, not all, but they shift. Well, I mean, the first baseman stays where he is, right? But the second yeah. baseman goes beyond the base, center field shifts over, and the whole idea is you got more players on that side of the field because statistically speaking, that's where the ball is going to go. Same thing with a lefty. Everybody shifts to the right because that's where the lefty is going to hit. What the new rule says is two infield players must be on either side of second base, which eliminates the shift. So you no longer have three players on one side of the base where the ball is likely to go. Most no part. <clears throat> and these was well, what about the center field? He can go wherever he wants, right?
1: They don't count. Okay. Outfielders can play however they want. It's, it's about the infielders yep. shifting where now all of a sudden your third player, your third baseman is playing shortstop and your Shortstop is now playing in second, and your second baseman is now playing in shallow right.
0: And the idea is more players per square foot it brings more density, and so it's harder for the hitter. So the restrictions are intended to increase the batting average on balls in play and allow infielders to better showcase their athleticism with great defensive plays. And Mr. Jones. Oh, I hate that.
1: Hates role. it. I hate that rule. I, well, no, I don't hate the rule. I hated the shift. I think, I guess, wait, retraction. (laughs) No, I think that rule is perfect. I think I don't want infielders shifting to cover more parts of the field. Why? You're taking away from the entertainment. I mean, that's what MLB is trying to do. They're trying to add to entertainment. And what you saw was a lack of hits. You saw a lot of hits being taken away because, as I said, the second baseman is now playing shallow right or whatever. I mean, a lot of it was always shift to the right. It was always beating up on the uh, the left handed banners and from the it, catcher's point of view. Right? Because <sighs> there are more left hand. There are less left handed banners than there are right handed pitchers. There are more right-handed pitchers out there. And so it made more sense to kind of like pick on them. And that's what was happening. My opinion, you can look at the stats. It, it, It's just, it wasn't, it wasn't fair. So I want the game to be straight up conservative looking at things. It's better to keep the game as it ha- as it has versus trying to gain it.
0: And we'll leave it at that. The... The use case scenario for this and the devil's advocate argument is if everybody shifts to the right and the player bunts to the left, they get a double, right? Because Easiest double in their life. All the players are in one spot. But they don't do it. That leaves a gaping hole on one side of the field, but from what you told me is statistically that doesn't happen. They just they stick to their tried and true. They can't bunt
1: they don't want to try and guess which one's going to be the fastball or which one's going to be the the off speed and yeah look these guys get paid a lot of money to hit a ball with a bat which is one of the hardest things in life to do like i it's statistically if you bat, you know three out of ten times you put the ball in play you did really good in your career if you did four You're the best ever. That's right. That was (laughs) three to four. Like, that's what we're talking about here. It's like, so why? Like, that's how difficult this sport is. And so
0: when you look at most people, they're two out of five or two out of ten. Two out of ten. That was something what one of my professors in in drama school said. He said, listen, you go out for ten auditions. You're probably not going to get the part. He says, and that's fine. You need to understand something. If you get two out of 10 in the realm of baseball, you're pretty good. You're pretty good. You get three out of 10. You're really You've- good. You get four out of 10. You're the best baseball player that ever lived. Yeah. So like so three don't out of 10, feel bad about yeah. not getting all of the parts you audition for or all of the jobs that you interview for, because that's not how the math works. Yeah. So and that that resonated with me.
1: So I think it takes away from, oh, to be honest. That two out of 10 and that three out of 10. So let's put it back to normal. Earn it. Make it make a play, play straight up. Like just let's, let's stop the games. Play straight up. That's fair. Good. Good roll. Good change. I still say the cheating Astros were the cheating team <laughs> of whoever that created this whole problem. The Strohs
0: of the planet Houston. Moving on. Number three. Bigger bases. First, second and third base have been expanded from 15 inches on each side to 18 Mm -hmm. inches on each side, while home plate remains unchanged. Primary reason why the bases are bigger is safety, giving fielders and runners more room to operate without colliding. But the slightly decreased distance between the bases could help runners on stolen base attempts and bang-bang plays. Now, before we begin, what is a bang-bang play?
1: It's just the ball, the back of the glove. Are you out or are you safe? I mean, that's bang, bang. I mean, that's really what you're getting down to. So am I really going to think the three inches? Yeah, you're probably going to see more people out than safe in this rule change. So it's a give and take. This is a this is a true give and take kind of policy. Is it worth it? You get more outs than you do losing a top player. I don't know. You can weigh it on each team and who goes down, but I think safety has been baseball's stride for a long time. It, it, it like I would say it goes back to Buster Posey breaking his leg at home plate and the catcher rule that comes into play of avoiding the contact um, lost is the 1980s,
0: you oh, know when, collisions. When, when and Bo Jackson you know, laid out the second base.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, the, that shit's over with. Why? Tired of seeing my season go down the twos because some asshole decided to, you know, do a dirty play. Like we're too committed as sports fans to watch our season go down just because of a bad play, and so. I like bigger bases because I think they were too small. Um, so he's, the these are big three, men with big feet. Right. And, you know, they are accurate arms. They, they do what they do, but we get hurt. And that's the reality. They get so hurt.
0: The extra three inches widen the base path and they give a better opportunity for the runner to get to the base without colliding with the defensive player who's on the field.
1: Do you move the base three inches the other way to make it fair? No. I, I look at the end of the point, it's like make the bases bigger. Uh I'm gonna say right now, players are a lot faster today than they were in 1920.
0: Just, no, I don't just think
1: it really just affects guessing. the
0: game, does it? Hmm? Does it really affect the game? You're gonna get some more outs. <sighs> You're gonna get more outs. The idea is that the person going to second, and this is mostly for the first to second run, right? They're going to have a better opportunity to reach the base because there's more base to reach before they get tagged. Or the fact is that they had a better head start with
1: three inches in and three inches towards. But you know they still had to get to first two. That didn't change. That distance. That distance didn't change. They extended it on the back end. It's still ninety feet. Nine.
0: Uh, ninety feet inches. Yeah, ninety feet. Nin- ninety feet. Take. Um. All right. So we say no to two and.
1: Yes to one. No, it's no to one.
0: Doesn't like pitch clock.
1: Absolutely hate it. Doesn't like two. two. I'm totally for the shift. So that's a yes. Okay. Number three, I'm totally for less injuries. And I don't care if you get out more often, uh, run faster.
0: All right. 66% approval of the new rules. 66. Yeah. Well done, sir. The article continues, when do the new rules go into effect? They'll be in effect for all of spring training to provide an adjustment period before opening day 2023. Umpires have been instructed to begin calling violations with no grace period. Will they also be enforced during the postseason? Yes. Will the new rules be used in the World Baseball Classic? No. What is the genesis of these rules? The Major League Baseball Association sought ways to address the issue of games taking longer with reduced action. The league conducted extensive fan research to determine, in essence, the best version of baseball. Uh, We've been asking hundreds, thousands, and through surveys, tens of thousands of baseball fans and players and executives and scouts and everybody else, Major League Baseball consultant Theo Epstein, Mm -hmm. general manager of World Series champions Red Sox, said in 2021, and you do see some common trends in what the best version of the game means to people. The consensus was action, balls, and play. In other words, a lower percentage of plate appearances that result in home runs, strikeouts, and walks, athleticism on the base paths and in the field, and above all else, faster pace. From there, Major League Baseball's Competition Committee and Playing Rules Committee assembled a variety of different rules, change ideas aimed at prioritizing the fan experience. Why is Major League Baseball confident these changes will help? Because all of the changes were tested in more than 8,000 games at the minor league levels and extensively in the independent Atlantic League before their adoption at the big league level. What were the results? In 2022, nine inning minor league games using the pitch timer were on average 25 minutes shorter than 2021 games that did not have the pitch timer. Stolen base activity increased from 2.23 attempts per game to 2.81, and the stolen base success rate improved from 68 to 78%. The defensive shift limits contributed to an increase in batting average across the minor leagues from 247 to 249. So, based on the data, these three rules are supposed to make the game better.
1: Mm, Arbitrarily is it the result you're actually trying to find that's going to be between an individual game basis wins and losses Did it make the game better? maybe on a fan viewership it did but not necessarily when we get down to my team my arbitrary
0: how does it affect the essence of the game? Yeah I don't I don't I don't buy it. There are still five mound visits allowed. However, an added wrinkle as a result of the pitch clock is that if the team has used up all five of its allotted mound visits prior to the ninth, it receives an additional mound visit in the ninth. This effectively serves as an additional disengagement.
1: Well, so you got to take them out. So, what's the matter? It'll be interesting. Look, it's. I applaud MLB trying to combat a problem that they're seeing in declining viewership. I don't know how Emma, like I don't think the NFL ever will solve it. I'm a hater of it, but I think they're trying. I don't think you can instow these kinds of things with the NFL, but we'll see because we are constantly a distracted community and we'll
0: see what happens. It'll be an interesting season. I'm looking forward to it. The penalty for failure to comply with the shift restriction is an automatic ball. Are shift restrictions subject to replay review? Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Cheaters. Uh, Not a lot of changes in the base size. Uh, oh, here we go. Last paragraph of the article, and then we'll close out. What about the so called robot? Oh, experimentation with the automatic ball strike system and relatedly the ball strike challenge system will continue in the minor leagues in 2023. But the system is not in place at the major league level and there is currently no timetable for it to be added to minor league, major league baseball games. So my understanding is the strike zone is a rectangle. It is the width of home plate from the player's knees to the player's shoulders. Yeah. Is that correct? It's definition. Whenever you're watching the game on TV, you'll always see that rectangle on the screen. And then where the ball lands in that rectangle is, according to the rules, ball or strike.
1: Whether it catches the tape or not.
0: The challenge that's always been uh, brought by the baseball community is, if the umpire is behind the catcher, the umpire has to see the plate the knees, and the shoulders, which for anybody that's ever challenged a red light ticket is how can the cop know that you're past the red line, know that it's a red light, and know that you're moving? So can you capture all of those things accurately at once from the vantage point of where the umpire's eyes are versus the camera out in the outfield stands zoomed in watching the pitcher pitch to the batter? And I think that argument comes in any baseball game you've played, whether it's RBI, baseball, the show, bases loaded, where the vantage point is either from the pitcher or from the batter. And I think that's the challenge. And what do you think about that? It's inevitable. The robo actually, yeah, just for pitching. Uh, yeah,
1: the I think you will have a make sure makeshifts or person that doesn't call anything or it goes beep or bump and beep or bump is ball or strike. And the person behind the catcher is just there to make sure they can call a play at the plate. Something that can't be arbitrarily
0: done by a robot. That's it. And you'll still need. 12 different camera angles to catch it for challenges, but that's fine. We have that. You're going to need a human there.
1: I think you're going to need a human. St- like, like, like if you think a robot's going to roll out there and go ball, that's not happening. Strike. No, it's not happening. Like it's going to be still a human, not taking away jobs behind the plate. He just won't call balls and strikes. He will control the game. He will be the leader of the orchestra. That's it. He just doesn't get to call balls and strikes, whatever it is, period.
0: Final question. With the increased interest in Europe, Latin America, Mm. and particularly Japan, do you think baseball is still America's pastime?
1: No. America's pastime now is the NFL football. I mean, it's that the money that's involved and the, the, where it's at. Like you can call it a pastime, but it's in the past. I think the future is really kind of where you're looking at something and it's going to be the NFL. Do I think the NFL is the future of America sports? No. It's
0: boring. We're old and boring. Well, what we can say for our next talk show opportunity is MLS is coming to Apple TV yes. because they have locked in rights to where you can stream all soccer games mm-hmm. the entire
1: season long. So it's just how your MLB network came out. Now all of a sudden, I can watch
0: the the Dynamo you or can stream DC United, F one racing. You can yep. stream yep. most yep. of golf. Yep. 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 NFL is pretty good because it's once a week. So you can pretty much get most of NFL on network television, but in the games of basketball and baseball, you're asked out if you don't have some kind of contract rate. And so it's inaccessible for streamers. And so the sport of the future is probably going to be the one that you can access on demand. Via cutting the cord? Pretty much.
1: So, it's so also how can you pack the excitement into a period of time that people are willing to sit through? And my opinion is baseball is not the answer, and NFL is not the answer. Cause like I had just said earlier, it's 12 minutes of actual ball movement and the rest of the time you're inundated with with ads. So then it's what's left golf. Hey, golf is exciting. You're into that kind of thing. Well, I love picking on Leon when he's not here. (laughs) And then you're stuck with my sport, which is also soccer. And I think, The real football is the real football. It's the real deal. So I'll leave it to the Bobs to discuss and think about and criticize and leave it to Danny to give the uh, please comment and and let me know your opinions and let me know how wrong I am. And I look forward to hearing your comments. Cheers to you, sir. Cheers, sir. dead anyway, man.